Welcome to episode 55 of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. It's the retro podcast where we choose one game an episode and share our experiences from the title screen to the credits. The Lion King can be brutally difficult, while on the shorter end, holds no punches as it throws everything it has to keep you from being the true king of the jungle. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It is June 10th, 2023, and I'm your co-host, The Fat Wizard, joined today by... Alamaxia. And Lobos. And today we're taking a look at The Lion King on the Genesis. This was released in North America in November of 1994, and uh, it's a little difficult. <laughs> I, I gotta say, we just saw in the video, I switched to easy mode, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> How did you do, how did you two do? Um played it on the normal difficulty, didn't go through any of the options, but this was um this game was brutal. Yeah, I also did normal and it's a notoriously difficult platformer from my childhood that it's not one I ever owned, but my buddy had it and we I'd go over to his place mm-hmm. and you know, we would try and try and maybe get a couple levels in, but that was it. Yeah, I was actually really surprised on the difficulty because this is, I think, by the same team that did the Aladdin game. I believe so, yeah. Uh, in some in some way, uh, I think it's got the same composer, right? Tommy Tallarico, is that oh, correct? Oh, is it? Nice. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing there. Uh, but I know many of those people worked on this game. And Aladdin is a lot of fun. It's really great. It's just not very difficult. You know, you can beat that on your first try, kind of in one sitting. Mm-hmm. So maybe this one they they said like, hey, kids are renting our game and beating it. Yeah, <laughs> as that's that that's the all too familiar story with some of these retro games. Yep, yep. And uh, make them so hard think, so they play it longer. <laughs> exactly. And so the manual claims the only difference between difficulty modes is the amount of lives and continues. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, maybe uh, as you folks, maybe like some of the bosses, you'll see like it's easier for me. But yeah, I would love your input when you see stuff. You're like, oh, actually, mm. this was uh, this this guy took three hits versus two or whatever. Okay. You know? I yeah, I watched a difficult speed run after I beat it, uh-huh. and um, some of the hyenas were taking three hits instead of two. Okay. So okay. I think there's that, and some at least someone in the chat said there were less heal items. I don't know if that's true, and like less continues and okay. one ups that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so we kind of blazed through the first level here. This is, uh, well, the game's kind of structured with Simba being the main protagonist, and you play him through uh, most of the game. And you do like the first part of it is when he's a, what do they call a lion? When it's like a, it's child. a cub. A cub. Yeah. A lion cub. Mm-hmm. And then a lion uh, for like the last half of the game. So kind of different skill sets there. Um, but yeah, the first level is just kind of a little introduction, teaching how to run, jump. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, not too much to it. You see there's uh, some porcupines, and uh, you know, you guys remember how you deal with that situation? You can roar at the porcupines, or you can bowl, your, bowl yourself into them. Another yeah. really good way to handle them. And uh, well, got, so got us introduced you... to bugs, which is kind of like the yeah. the collectible in this, and they mm-hmm. have uh, mechanical uh, changes. Like they 
we saw one uh, that picked up and gave you more roar power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the roar is on the left, and that looks like it actually will kind of regenerate over time, right? Mm-hmm. And then your health is on the right, and you have to use bugs to to regenerate the health there. Yep. And so, uh, there's also uh, I don't know if you guys really sought them out, but there was like a, a bug that was red with yellow spots. That one increases your max yeah. health. That one was like. Yep. That one came in clutch when I was trying to get further into these levels. Um, and then there's also like a continue pickup. It looks like a sun and a one-up as well. And did you so uh, did you find the, the secret in the first level? Like there's like... I didn't, a, no. So there's like a wall that you can roll through and it like just scrolls oh, to okay. the right. There's an extra continue on that, that screen. Um, and... And then you can roll back into the main level and, and continue okay. it that way. Oh, cool. mm-hmm. couple cool rolls. So spots. we're on this. I, I want to um, jump in here real quick because we're yeah. going to get to a funny scene. Uh, so this is the second level. You, there's a couple sequences where where you're riding this ostrich thing, and you have to jump or duck. Uh, so you can ride on the ostrich, or as you'll see, that riding on the ostrich is for chumps. I like oh. to ride next to it and actually oh. control it. <laughs> what? I wow. I have no idea how this happens. But <laughs> so what happens in the video is it bugged out and you're supposed to ride on the ostrich and then the ostrich is like an auto scroller and all you do is jump. <clears throat> but what I've got going right right now is oh like the ostrich is attached to me and I'm just running back and forth. <laughs> and this works until you get to the spot where you have to do a double jump. Oh no. There's, I don't think there's a way to like deal with that. So uh, kind of oh, funny there. No. That's that's great. And just, oh, and then um, by the way, you kind of like soft lock. So we're oh. gonna sit here for, yeah, that, it doesn't go back. So I had to actually reset the game. That's amazing. And you'll see it, it go to the <laughs> <laughs> nice find. But it kind of makes you wonder if you can, uh, if there's like some manipulation there that's right, worth right, uh, right. doing some sort of speed run tactics or whatever. <laughs> so. Anyway, do you guys want to talk about the level? Uh, I would love uh, for some input on like the visuals because I think the visuals are are quite striking in this game. They're really great. Yeah. yeah the I visuals think... and the music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the art's all fantastic. It's very reminiscent of the movie, and, you know, it came out, and, and I think it was very popular for that, so people got it, but then it was super difficult. And this second level yeah. in particular, it's like sunset time, so there's lots of reds and oranges in, in the background, and then... Um, this is a notorious level. This is like what I think of when I think of the Lion King. Like when you think of Battletoads and you think of Turbo Tunnel or something, like yeah. this level is, it, it kind of tutorials you through like two sections for starters where you, you can get bump, bumped by a rhino and then a monkey will catch you and he'll throw you to another monkey and this whole sequence of monkeys and there's blue and pink monkeys. The blue ones are static, but then the pink ones you can roar at and they'll swap directions, and they'll throw you differently depending on how you roared. And the first section is pretty simple, kind of shows you how it works. Um, there's a little platforming, and then there's that ostrich section we were talking about. And then the latter half of the level, it's like another ostrich part, and it's more difficult. They don't actually show you the arrows. You have to pay attention right. to the visuals. And then there's this kind of puzzly monkey part that I remember just spending <laughs> forever on as a kid, like, how do I get to the end? Uh, and once you know the pat, you know what to, what exactly to do. You just have to swap the monkeys around the right way, and they'll yeah. they'll toss you to the end. Yeah, it's a, it's one. Yeah, it's pretty much just 
make all the pink monkeys face the other direction and then uh go through the whole sequence and uh you're good to go but it's just one of those where you can't really tell where the monkeys are going to throw you yeah they're just like you you run into a monkey um i actually didn't know what i was supposed to do here i had to look up in the manual it's like hey if you roar Mm. next to them some of the monkeys they'll flip i'm like oh okay there's a couple (laughs) situations i had to look up in the manual oh cool uh, for what I'm actually supposed to do. Now, speaking yeah. of things that you have to do, Simba's roar. Did either of you actually use that? Aside from right here, I I, I used it a couple times to uh, flip over the porcupines. I t- that was about yeah, it. Yeah, I tried to use it on porcupines, but I don't know if you have to be on like. You have there to be was close. Something... Yeah, maybe you have to be really close. Yeah, you have to be close. It yeah. didn't work, so I didn't try that. So I mostly stuck to rolling mm-hmm. for them. Um, mm. but yeah, outside of that, yeah, I don't think there were like any other roar times. Maybe I'll remember some, but yeah. yeah. Now there's a, we're on the level three, which is the elephant graveyard. And, you know, kind of going back to the art style here, I want to just kind of point out the, the use of the multiple parallax mm-hmm. uh, layers here. And this is a, uh, one of the game, or this is a, uh, a lot of levels highlight that quite well but this one uh does a really great job in just showing the different layers of the environment so love that and that's that's uh, also just a shout out to disney in general because they they were really the pioneers of doing that with animation and it's really cool to see it come through in such a beautiful way in a video game Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and uh and then another call back to the bugs we just picked up a bug that was maybe it was a stink bug or something where eating it actually, I think it reduced my oh, yeah. max life. I don't know Ooh. if you guys caught that. Well, I remember one in this level that, that just like took me to half health, but I didn't think it reduced yeah. my max life. But Oh, maybe it just reduces your health. Yeah, yeah. yeah some of the things you. like later on you'll see uh, Black Widow spiders. Oh, yeah. I think those, those hurt you. Uh, I had I ate what looked like a stink bug. I think those hurt you. So not all collectibles in this game uh, are good. Yeah, on normal now, difficulty, uh, the Black Widows one-shot you. I don't know if that was the case oh, on easy. Oh, okay, so yeah, that, that's a difference okay, okay. because I think it only uh, took away maybe a third of my life or something. Gotcha. Yeah, and also a uh, difference between normal and um, easy that I'm already seeing is all of these uh, enemies took two hits. So like the vultures, oh, really? the, okay. the okay. hyenas, they oh, took yeah. two hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if the timing on the, the spouts that come later are, is different. Yeah, so that was actually pretty tight for me. Okay, okay. Uh, like, because so the way it works is there's going to have some spouts, and uh, you have to quickly ledge climb up a bunch of different ledges, and then there's a little bonus area if you are quick enough. I don't know if you guys got up to that bonus area and checked it out though. I got up, but I didn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tight. I I managed to do it once. Oh, nice. So like, well, this isn't worth. This isn't worth possible deaths here. So, uh, yeah, so here we up. We got, uh, we're coming up on these little spouts there. And uh, we just hit a checkpoint, by the way. There are these little Simba-looking icons in the world that when you touch, that activates a checkpoint. Most levels have, call it like between two and three checkpoints. Mm. And, of course, uh, if you have lives remaining you and you die, you'll respawn at that checkpoint. But if you lose your lives, you have to use a continue. And the continue will bring you back to the start of the level. And, uh, you know, as the levels mentioned before, you can collect additional continues, additional one-ups. Yeah, I don't think that one-up uh, was there on normal. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, because I I would have tried to get it and I I don't remember getting that. The check there is a continue right there underneath. There's a continue yeah. down here that, in the elephant I would always graveyard. Oh, that one up too. I don't think was there. Yeah, I I couldn't figure out how to get this. So oh no, it is there. It is you, there. So I remember in Aladdin they had these awnings that you could jump on. So here there's a piece of stretch cloth which acts as almost like a little mini trampoline. But it doesn't appear to make you go any higher. And also, I don't know if you guys saw this, but you, you after... had to hit jump whenever you, you got on it. I was uh, I don't know. It, it I launched me. It launched me. Huh. And if you, and you if you uh, if you go back down, well, like what just happened there? If you yep. go back down too quickly, that it breaks through. Yeah. Oh, so I thought that was a uh, I thought that was a limit where it's like, hey, you can only use this ten times. If you haven't figured it out by then, it breaks. So okay, that makes sense. Now, if you guys remember the movie. Uh, Simba has an arch enemy, which are these hyenas. <laughs> They're always a little goofy, though. Well, <laughs> at least one of them is a little goofy. And, uh, you know, going through the elephant graveyard is about avoiding and killing these hyenas. And I love the personality when they, when you kill them, they, uh, their tongues just kind of stick out. Uh, they fall over and their tongues stick out. So that's kind of a they salute. Like, ah, I'm yeah, going like, oh. yep. <laughs> salute, yep. Um, All right, now what's this character's name? Pumba. Well, the, the, the one you're Pumbaa. controlling. Timon yeah. and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. What was your favorite thing about Pumbaa? I'll tell you what my favorite thing well, is, but I want to hear what you guys. I, I'll say the thing that I noticed the most was like, whenever you would finish this, these mini game levels where you're trying to catch dropping bugs, it would always like freeze frame on him. And a lot of times it would freeze frame and his mouth is open and there's like bug guts <laughs> just like. <laughs> and I was like, good gracious, that is like, man, that's visceral to see. That was my favorite thing. So what I liked about him is any button you put push made him burp. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. You, I didn't try yeah, that. <laughs> you hit like one of the face buttons, it's just he just goes like Bleh. So That's awesome. I remember him being kind of like a gross guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And lovably lovably gross. Yeah, the, in, in the a glutton for it, it it was not it was nineties yeah. gross. It yeah, was yeah, it was yeah, about yeah. the farts and the burps. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, and yeah. in the movie they made a big deal out of that too. <laughs> So we're on to the next level. This is level four. Of course, there's some little bonus stages in between the levels. This one's called the Stampede. This is a very different level than everything else in the game. And Alamaxi, I'm curious, how did you do on this level? Because I, I certainly had a little bit of, of, of problems. Um, it was... There were some problems trying to figure out the right timing whenever the Wildebeest Reno you know, getting right up on you. And the the last sequence that we that were coming up on here, where you just have rapid fire rocks that you have to jump over, it kind of reminded me of that Battle Toads level. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Turbo Tunnel. So it's it's kind of like a Crash Bandicoot style. You're running towards the camera, and things are running behind you. And there, I think that the way it works is there's five lanes. Yeah, and but. <sighs> It's hard to tell which what some of the lanes are. Like for instance, there's a far left lane and a far right lane, but they don't they run sort of angles. Yeah. You know, so they start close like they 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 all kind of start near the center of the screen and then they run out in a fan, you know, kind of outwards. And so it's hard to tell like okay, is he going to fan out to the far right or <laughs> is he fanning out to like two lanes from the right? So I had a I had a bunch of challenges there. Yeah. But um I watched the speedrun and there's like one particular spot on the left where you'll get hit but not enough that you'll actually die if you just stay there the whole nice, time nice. so the speedrun just sits there the whole time <laughs> that's cool um 
yeah, and then like Alamaxi said, there's uh, rocks that will um, they'll sometimes they'll appear as question marks also. So that means mm-hmm. it's like hey, coming from the, either the left or the right s- screen. So uh, yeah, you, that's one of those that you almost have to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can certainly be very very quick, but it's easier to just learn the patterns than dodge them. Oh, so you found a roll spot? I didn't actually find that roll spot. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So what what level mm-hmm. the do you want to describe this level and talk about the complications here, Lobos? Uh, was this Simba's Exile? I think Simba's yes. Exile. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, you found another roll spot. Oh, my another God. Yeah, it's all over the place. Woo! Yeah, this level. Gamer over here. <laughs> this level from the get-go, there are small kind of boulders, rocks dropping. They are, they're kind of, they're based on like where you are on the screen, but you're usually moving around, so they'll kind of lag behind as long as you're still moving. Um, yeah. But it's difficult though if you're trying to climb up something. Yeah, I almost yeah. always got. Hit if you're going there. vertically, they're probably gonna smack you, and that that can mess yep. you up. Um, so I ended up just every time I did this stage, I just started like spe- speed strats, just going as fast as I can, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. no stopping, and then it, it kind of became not a worry. There's couple. There's like two sections where it's like Indiana Jones style boulders and. Um, I saw that you actually yeah. jumped over one. That's cool. I just outran them yep. the whole time. I just always ran. To oh, the right. I didn't know. I didn't know you could run past mm. it. Okay. Yeah, because the first one has like a porcupine midway, and you can roll it and then keep going. Yeah, the roar here is r- much better for those porcupines. Um, I wonder if that's uh, the easy mode that's making them all flip over. Oh, I don't know. Because for for me, I had to yeah. be like right like up on close. them, and I got one. Well, at I think time. it might also have to do with the the roar meter on the uh, left. That might actually. Oh, if it gets stronger, the, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I will mention we haven't even talked about it yet, but the trickiest thing for me in this game was grabbing the platforms that you swing from because the hitbox oh, was yeah. so. Oh, it's so hard. It's like it's not centered. And yeah. in the second level, we didn't talk about your swing from these rhino, the rhino's tails, yeah. and where the hitbox is is, you know, I I don't even know. I couldn't, I couldn't guess. Yeah. So at some point, you just have to kind of like go with the same timing, and that'll make sure that it all <laughs> works out in the same. Uh, that's what that was how I approached it, anyways. Um, There's some of them that I found that the right way to do it was to make your character jump backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of, yep. Yep. I think there's so a couple on this level that you, you have can like jump a back grapple to. and you can move, you know, kind of swing pitfall style from the left to the right. If you do, if you jump in the direction you're facing, you have a full, you know, a full flip over. And then if you jump backwards, you do like a half flip. So you, you, you travel half as far. So, yeah, sometimes that will help nail those uh, very precise angles there. Now we're in the next level, Hakuna, Mac- Hakuna, Matata. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase! And, uh, this is uh, not a wonderful level, though. It <laughs> seems kind of charming. Like you, you know, you're in here. You look and you see these mountains, uh, kind of like yeah. frost-covered mountains. You got this mm-hmm. glade of of waterfalls, and it looks really gorgeous. And there's a little a little bit of platforming, but the stakes aren't too high, so it's mm-hmm. not too bad, right? Um, till the end till well it's end. gonna get it's gonna get bad it's gonna get real bad it's gonna get like an hour of making no progress oh, no. bad for me uh alamax because i saw lobos do this and i know that you lobos you had a little strategy here hmm. but alamaxia i want to hear what you thought about this this the falling this, uh, logs? super mario 2 style <laughs> yeah. puzzle thing oh the, 
I didn't spend too long on this. I saw I found that there were uh, some logs that were timed just right that you could just jump straight up and oh, yeah, you'd, yeah. Uh, like just right like there, like yeah. you just did that yep. one. Yep. But it was very slow going. It it was about a five minute climb. I feel like <laughs> to get up to the top. There's like a there's like a little relief area off to the left in one spot where you can just like set the controller down, wipe the sweat off your hands, and then go back <laughs> at it. But this is one of those that uh, you will frequently lose. Like you'll make like three or four successful jumps, mm. and 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 lost ground on that yeah. because there some of them are moving downwards so quickly. Uh, yeah, definitely can be very infuriating because there's. <laughs> I'm looking at it quickly. It looks like there's seven rows, and each of the rows falls at different rates, and they spawn at different rates. So it's like you got to figure out how to jump between them to actually get up to the top of the waterfall. Uh, I like how you looked so at that bug to left, and you're like, yeah, nah, not yeah, worth yeah, nah. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, not worth that it. actually uh, <laughs> lets you get back. I, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go for it, like the mini game. Because oh, really? that, that's the one that you get yeah. for the, the extra yeah. stage. And so I was like, oh, I'll go for it. And I grabbed it, but then you're able to jump back. I think you can just walk oh, cool. under the blacks, Black Widows and then jump back on to the, the log okay. that you get up to. Very cool. All right, so now we're uh, <laughs> facing a boss. Uh, it's a gorilla. I don't remember this from the movie. Is this guy from the movie? <laughs> Not I don't at all. His name I don't if he is. think so. Okay. Not at all. Okay. All right. Well, Lobos, uh, I know I saw that you had the strats here. Do you want to talk about how this boss um, works and maybe how you fought him? Yeah, so he he's a gorilla, and you, he'll throw coconuts at you. I think they're coconuts anyways. And at first, he throws one, and then he throws two, and then he'll slam the ground. And what, as he's about to slam the ground, you can jump on him and hurt him. If you try and jump sooner, he has this this backhand. <laughs> he'll just whoosh, <laughs> slap you real quick with a, a very long range. Yeah, it's, you know, quite, he'll, it's quite a he'll, range. He'll clock you if you get even remotely close. Yeah, he'll keep you away. Um, and you'll just he keeps jumping to new spots, and you'll climb up, and he'll add. He'll start to add more throws. So one, two, three. One, two, three, four. I think the last one's one, two, three, four. So you have to just keep jumping over mm-hmm. those coconuts in succession. It's kind of a Kind of a typical um, mini boss from from these older platformer games like this. Yeah, where it kind of just escalates, but uh, does the same thing, but just escalates. Yeah, there's interesting though if you watch the speed run as he's arriving in his new positions, you can immediately damage him, and so he never throws like any coconuts in the speed run. You just bop and just go to the next bop, bop. And then at the that, that's yeah. how I thought you had to do it. <laughs> I, I did not know. Wait, did, you, I, I did, did you? I didn't realize you could wait for him to do like the ground slam and oh, then attack. Wow. I was basically damage well, boosting and um, <laughs> I, I was bouncing off coconuts and hitting strikes. them and getting slapped halfway across the level. Oh, no. It was great. <laughs> nice. Well, we are now adult Simba. Uh, so this one's called Simba's Destiny, and. You have a couple new moves available to you. Mm-hmm. Do you. The only one I really know is, well, there's like a swipe and then there, there's a pounce. And then I think there's also one. I was very unclear on how this worked, but I think if you jump and landed on an enemy, you would maul them or mm-hmm. something. Did anyone mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. yeah. Does anyone know how that works? Yeah, I can. think it's basically that if you had a if you had an enemy that was kind of worn down like a hyena breathing heavily, you could yep. jump on their mm-hmm. back and Simba would take like okay. five quick swipes at them. Sure. Yeah, but, uh, it would it would one shot them. And um, I think there were also some cases where if you jumped on someone, you kind of had to fight them by mashing the attack button. 
and if you didn't like then kind of nothing would happen but but yeah especially later on it helps a lot when you're fighting a ton of hyenas to mm-hmm. to get some get the drop on them and get some insta kills he's hey well one thing i'm i'm noticing and i'm just thinking about is most of young simba's levels are very bright in nature mm-hmm. and if i remember right all of simba adult simba's mm-hmm. are very dark so that's kind of cool so we're we're in a uh, nighttime area with these cool blues and and dark uh, well i guess dark blues there but yeah that i think that's right right because all the yeah, levels i the, can think there's of the are, lava level which is yeah lava I mean, level. it's not it's not dark it's in, but it's, it's not bright cave, I mean, it's, yeah it's in yeah. a dark cave yeah. right so yeah this is the part i wonder of the, if that was a conscious thing yeah i guess so. like it's also the part of the game where he's like all right i have to go back to to pride rock and defeat scar who's like taken over yep. my my right to the throne as king of the jungle or whatever and so yeah it's yep. kind of a not as much of a chipper mood and mm-hmm. they in the game they don't include a lot of the uh, i guess warning the lion king spoilers but they don't <laughs> include a lot of things like your father's death and there's no nala there's no love interest and there's none of that it's just like you have to go and uh, take what's take what's uh, yours back from Scar. I think they thematically hit the the major beats there, mm-hmm. but just not just not showing them, right? Because right, right, you know right. we saw the stampede, mm-hmm. and that was the the cause of the death. Uh, well, well, the contributing factor, right? Mufasa, the father's death there. Yeah. Um, one other move that Simba gets is, and I did it by accident, and tried for a long time to do it again, and then I eventually asked my chat and they looked up the manual uh is like this standing up multi multi claw and i think what the way that i got to kind of consistently do it was i would hit attack and then jump and then attack yeah and like that would most of the time do it that was isn't that the move you have to do at the end yeah yeah okay so i yeah yeah that one's a little tricky i'm sure we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. uh, at the last Mm -hmm. stage I want to just touch on these monkeys here because one of the complications of this (laughs) level, there's a lot of platforming, a lot of going back and forth, but there's these monkeys. And I want to know, are the monkeys throwing rocks or poo at you? What would you say? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. See, I thought that was like (laughs) seeds. I don't know. Like for some reason I thought seeds because they're just small brown hard objects. But but you know what? Poop kind of makes sense. Poop makes sense. Now in this level, there's occasionally these uh, these leopard dens where are they cheetahs or whatever, yeah, where yeah. they keep coming out. At least on my difficulty mode, I could just stand in front of them and mash. Yes, is, yes. Is that that, that works, works for you guys yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Worked fine on normal. There's a cool speed run yeah. strat where if you use the the grapple where you toss them and you like you get up against those little spawners and turn around and like grab oh. it pushes you through and then you can skip those sections <laughs> the speed run's awesome. kind of fun to, to watch the first half is mostly normal but then like the latter half gets mm-hmm. pretty fun mm-hmm. oh yeah that happened to me <laughs> <Do> too <laughs> okay yeah so the, yeah there uh, there are some environment interactions with your character that just didn't were just kind of made me go <laughs> and one of them was if you just simply touch one of these boulders like you, you you touch it with your nose, you you die, and then back at level three, whenever you had to outrun that water, you get your tail wet, you're dead. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so yeah, some of these boulders are hung up on these vines, and then you have to smack the boulder 
and that will uh, release it from the vine and then that will open up the next pathway for you. <laughs> Sometimes that means it allows you to now step in some thorns that uh, would damage you. Sometimes it opens up other um, jungle branches or whatever, like clears the branches so now you can walk through there. But uh, yeah, when you, you got to be careful when you smack one of those boulders. If it even, you know, starts falling on you, you're dead. So that one's a little tricky. Or if you fall on it, yeah, instant instant yeah, death. Yeah, or if you fall on yeah. it also, yep, yep, yep. So the, I just picked up a blue vial. Do you know, anyone know what that does? Is that the minigame thing? Or I thought that was roar strength. Maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, maybe you could be. A big blue one. It's hard to. I'm not sure. I, to be up. honest, I when I played this game, when I started playing this game, I didn't read the manual or anything, mm -hmm. and I was very confused on what the items were and what my <laughs> health power up. And I was yeah. like, "What are all these things?" And I, I don't know, just collect them all. Um, yeah, that blue one was more roar power. More, more roar, roar power. Okay. Max roar capacity. <laughs> And yeah, I was also very confused. And again, I was having a tough time. And then somebody mentioned about the red bug with yellow dots that increases yeah. your maximum health. And that was a game changer. Because there's one in the first level and I kept running past it. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm not going to get it. And that's what it is. So then I started seeking those out all over the place. You know, it's one of those things where, and I want to compare this game a lot to Aladdin because there's a lot of similarities. But, you know, Aladdin, you have apples. and you know, apples kind of make sense as like, yes, you should collect these apples. <laughs> you know, everyone wants to collect ap an, apples and jewels. An apple so I think a day. Two things, right? Keep the yeah. doctor away. But it's like, here's a bunch of bugs and some of them kill you when you touch them. Yeah. So, All right, Lobos, be prepared. Why don't you walk <laughs> us through this level? Because I had difficulties and I certainly know that you had some difficulties here too. Yeah, I think this is the hardest level in the game probably, at least to like first beat because it has a lot of, a lot of moments where you have to like learn that you're going to get insta-killed here if you don't do something. And it's an under, underground cave, very hot cave. There's lava all over the place, tons of hyenas, bats that'll fly at you. And you can swipe them in one hit, but like they're probably going to get a hit on you if you're not ultra careful with them. There are geysers or whatever the equivalent is for lava they're just spewing out lava and and it kind of slowly moves up or it moves up quickly and then slowly moves down you have to time jumps there's lava i guess dripping from the ceiling that will cause a splash that will hurt you you, you know what i i for some reason i thought it was blood oh my gosh it looks like little blood drops but you know like like zelda too remember the blood drops it would fall yeah down. yeah so that's what it kind of looked like to me. I do remember um, Lion King being quite the gory movie. <laughs> Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is a lengthy level. I may have missed a checkpoint, but if not, then there is no checkpoint for like, my goodness, uh, a large majority of it. And then that checkpoint is pretty much just for the end, which is kind of a puzzle. Oh, so yeah, you did miss. Oh, okay, so it might just be on easy mode. There's a checkpoint, but there's it's coming we'll up see. at the end of this before you drop mm. down. There's two paths you can go down, and one has a checkpoint. Oh, that would be it. I don't think I went yeah, down yeah, the yeah. first path. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, that makes things a, l a bit easier. <laughs> so I made things harder on myself. It but... was still very still This level is still very challenging. Yeah. This one probably took me the majority of my time playing the game to mm. complete. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so too. And again, with because I think normal mode, you have, what, two lives and two continues, right? I think three lives and one continue by default. 
I don't know how you guys beat this game um, so quickly then. <laughs> well, nuts. It, I mean, as you play and you get better and you learn the positions of the one-ups and stuff, things just get smoother and sure. smoother. And then for me, the time that I beat it, like I got through this level and I think I had not used to continue yet and I had like seven lives. And yeah, yeah. once I beat this the first time, I beat the rest of the game. I also had like five, oh, wow. five continues. Um, but I okay. spent so many continues on the last stage. <laughs> um, but yeah. So one of the parts that you, I kind of got stuck at here, we just did in the video, but um, there's these geysers and you have to avoid them. And it seems like a dead end. But if you look up, there's these stalactites that are attached to the ceiling and you can you can swipe at them and it'll dislodge them and they'll fall and create a path uh, well create a hole in the ground really that you can jump into and then continue which apparently the one on the left had a checkpoint yep. that's very checkpoint. that's very nice because we'll see that in a second here actually i think because <laughs> i did not get that and then i went in the one in the right which is fine it's what you're supposed to do but you fall down and there's a platform that's on the lava that starts moving but i missed that platform so i just instantly fell into the lava and oh, then no. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, start again. But I had to do the whole stage from the beginnings quite a few times, figuring out all these moments where... So you kept always going to the right. You never yeah. changed and went yeah. to the left. I figured oh. the left was a... You never thought, you never, you never thought like, why is there two paths here? I should check out the left. I thought it was a debate. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to drop down there and okay. die. The one on the right had like oh. a darkness to it that was like, okay, there's wall there. I'm supposed to go there, not yeah. the other way. So maybe they should have put like some Simba flags or something that was like, go here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this this part is was infuriating. So once you drop down from that area we we're just talking about where there's a left and right path, there's that there's that rock you lie, ride, which is on lava. And there's a sequence here where you have to jump up over, uh, kill some monsters, and the, the platform's still moving, and you have to then uh, meet up with it and jump back on mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and if you miss it you that's it it's a kill you yeah. need to kill yourself now at least they put a one up there so you're like all right well at least i <laughs> I'll, I'll get my life back here but i i probably did that about 30 40 times oh my gosh and then we have this indiana oh, jones <laughs> sequence which was infuriating <laughs> that was like Mega Man yeah. 2 when you're first you first do the drop down and like the lasers yeah. are coming from the side to the screen yeah. like that yeah that's uh but my character kept getting stuck because so what you, you have to like run to the left and then drop down and then run to the right and then drop down and there's this boulder that's coming and if you're if you don't commit to the drop down and you try to just drop down and then quickly move to the opposite direction your character will do a ledge grab which means <laughs> that boulder is running you know rolling right over your oh, face your fingies in so, your face yeah uh, yeah that was annoying but um yeah, I don't know, Alan Maxi, did you have any problems with that part specifically? Not the roll not the rolling boulder. Um th Oh wow, okay. Th this whole uh this whole riding the that little rock in the lava and having the bats attack me, that killed me way more mm. um, than anything. <laughs> Stupid bats. Um and then I'm sure we're gonna be coming coming into it here in just a moment is the uh the boss of the yeah, level, which is boss. which I I did not understand how it actually worked until <laughs> until I figured out, you know, oh, that's, you know, the end of the level. Yeah, yeah. You have these you have these four geysers that are just it'll shoot uh one of them at a time will shoot up in the air and when they do, a whole bunch of rocks will fall down from the ceiling. 
the safe spots are standing on the other geysers that aren't shooting. But if you're anywhere in between or if you have your nose hanging off the edge too far, uh, <laughs> those rocks are going to hit you. Uh, yep. There's basically no avoiding them otherwise. Yep. I only figured out what to do because the manual tells you at the end of the level, you need to, I think it says dodge the rocks until the place crumbles uh, or something. Something yeah. like that. It basically tells you, you just got to dodge. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what we're doing here. It's actually a quite a bit easier once you figure out the pattern. There's only two of the four geysers you need to worry about, um, and you just alternate between those two. Is what I do. Yeah, that's what I did. I did with. And the... So after about. Oh, go ahead. oh no! I, I was going to say I, I did it with the the leftmost uh, two geysers. I'm curious. Okay. Do they all? Can they all? I think the them? only. I think only the left okay. one, because you can see I'm standing on gotcha, one and yeah. it's not shooting up. So, so yeah. After like three or four cycles of all the geysers going up into the the air, they, the uh, a piece of the ceiling falls down and and caps the geyser, and then you have to stand. <laughs> I believe you can only stand on the leftmost one, and that will then shoot you up into the air. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part from the movie for sure. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite part. Well, we got Simba's return. Who doesn't love a good maze in their game? Mm-hmm. Who wants to take this one and, and describe it? There are uh, little caves everywhere. You start out and you have, what is it, five five options to choose from? And uh, they act uh, kind of like little portals. They'll go in a cave and you'll exit somewhere else in the level. You're not really sure exactly where, but... It all interconnects. You can see other caves off to the side. Um, But every time you go through the caves, you have some hyenas to fight. And before you can go into another cave, you have to defeat all the hyenas. So it it was kind of an endurance check just figuring out, you know, where to go. Uh, But kind of like kind of like the second level, I can't wait to be king. This one just felt like, you know, play through it a couple of times, find the right path. And then it's not that bad. Yeah, the only difficulties I had were there's a couple areas where there's three hyenas on the ground and you have to go on the ground to engage them. And uh, it's really hard to get them to clump because they want to jump over you and then mm-hmm. and, um, do a pincer attack. So those were the challenging bits I would lose some health on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so the, uh, this was the level that I, I really utilized the, the kind of ambush from above where you could insta-kill them yeah. because... And it's really weird when you do it. I don't know if it was just my emulator, but their sprite gets like really distorted and it looks like it looks creepy. Like pieces of their body separate from each other. It's, it's oh my. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it, it helped a lot. Like in this case, when you're, I think the idea is that the hyenas are like just, they're starving. They're like always hungry. And so when they're idle, they're just kind of like panting, like out of energy and, and you can uh oh i i didn't even think that would be a cause that's a good catch i figured because that's kind of what they were in the movie like they're always hungry Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) this is an interesting situation um but yeah so for me i explored every single path except for the correct one and then (laughs) forgot about it and i was like yeah i remember there was a spot where there's two door like two doorways but I don't remember where it is. So I had to basically retrace all the steps. And uh, again, I did it this level and on all in one go. So I just had all these lives and I kept spending my lives and I was like, oh no. 
Um, yeah. But it worked out ultimately. And having to refight these hyenas was... Uh, that's right, because anytime if you go the wrong direction, uh, the hyenas will spawn. So it's like you can go in and out of the same area, and they will respawn. respawn. So that's uh, it's kind of a pain. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the uh, the solution there, you want to go to uh, the first three. Uh, you go to the third one, and that will set you up for a couple of other paths you have to take there. I think there may be like four five to six uh different doorways you must go in to actually um find the end of the level yeah something like that um, so and i think it just ends yeah. with like a, a slightly bigger hyena fight and then that's it and that's the end i, I don't even remember <laughs> i think i guess we'll find yeah. out i think that's supposed to be like you're fighting those three main hyenas i can't remember their names but there's like the three recurring hyenas with personalities <laughs> yep. and voices in the movie i think it's meant to be them you see how he's distorting there? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See? So that's not. I guess that's not an no. emulation because <laughs> I'm playing on original hardware there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. So, uh, how did this play yeah, on the original hardware? Are... Like, did you get any kind of uh, major slowdowns? Because that was something that I experienced mm. with the emulator. Is um, some of the levels, I especially that major lava level, slowdowns, was really laggy. Yeah. In this level, Pride right. Rock with the fire, the lightning struck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tons of slowdown here. Uh, so that's when. That was frustrating. Also, um, one of the things that kind of bugged me about this game is when you start moving, there's some sort of acceleration that must require for you to make jumps. Oh, right, yeah. So, like, if, you, if you're if you standing still and then immediately hit, like, right and jump, your character will basically stand still and jump. So right. it's not like a Mario where you kind of have that instant acceleration. You have to build up some momentum there. So that one... Uh, was kind of challenging sometimes for for some of these levels but we are at the very very last level here pride rock uh i'm not sure why there's flames coming from the bottom is there is, is this, this thing like on fire there's a storm or? and lightning striking everywhere and okay. the savannah is on fire yeah. yeah okay i see so that's why there's just persistent flames going on so this fight is a little weird i had to <laughs> look up exactly what i was supposed to do because oh. you can just sit there and smack them over and over and over and it's and nothing happens um did you guys figure this out on your own or did you have to look it up i just kept jumping on his back and and got the uh the grapple thing to you know swipe down oh. at him like five times yeah i oh, jumped on his back. i hmm. didn't look anything up i quote unquote figured it out by myself in the sense that I just like kept beating on him um I did yeah. fi I did figure out the toss so and I you know from being familiar with the movie I was like okay he throws him over at the end so I know I knew what I had to do but like you know um getting him to the point that he would run away like <laughs> I just started go it's like literally backing up into a corner and spending like two minutes wailing on him just to make sure <laughs> like because sometimes i would try some things and he wouldn't run away and i'm like you know yeah. it's like ridley and super metroid where there's like a damage threshold at which point he can die mm -hmm. or like you progress but he doesn't necessarily i don't know it was it was just a, a lot of over overkill on my part <laughs> trying to make sure i was doing so everything right the way it works is, uh, so there's three stages, mm. and and every time uh, between the stages, he'll uh, he'll jump and go to the next 
portion of the area and then you have to platform to get there. So in the first stage, you swipe him and then you got to pause or else he'll block. You'll see like he kind of puts his paw up. So you swipe him once, pause, swipe him again. And then he does this like little taunt where he almost laughs at you. And then you can do the way I did is I would hit the attack button and then the jump button. So kind of like a roll from uh, attack to jump. And then you do this, this growl attack. And if he's not laughing, if he's not laughing, when you do this, he'll counter attack and then jump on you and start swiping, you know, mauling you there. So yeah, I I basically rolled my finger because you, I think the ideal is you want to mash him at the same time. But what would happen so often is my character would just jump up in the air like an idiot. <laughs> so I was like, all right, attack, uh, attack, jump, and kind of roll my thumb across there. So anyway, after two sequences of that, uh, you go to the next sequence of the level. Um, you got to do that three times, and then he goes to the final stage where he's at the very, very top of Pride Rock. And do you guys want to talk a little bit about some of this platforming that we're doing, especially the lightning? This was this was interesting. There was definitely a, a pattern and a puzzle to the lightning. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of small platforms you have to jump on, and you'll be able to jump to several different ones from one spot. But as you jump, uh, lightning's going to strike some of the platforms around you, and some of the some of the platforms would go out after a little bit, and some of them wouldn't. But I found that going uh, the right pattern on the platforms, uh, you'll avoid all fire. If mm. you, uh, there's a couple of them you have to, have to wait a couple seconds, but then there's some p- platforms, once you hit them, it triggers other things to, uh, to uh, go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, the, you saw some major slowdown there. That it's, uh, it's very frustrating, especially <laughs> with that momentum you need to actually jump. It's like, now your game is moving slow and you need momentum. So it was a little uh, frustrating there. And so we're, we're at the top. Uh, Lobos, it sounded like you just kept wailing on this guy. Yeah. So like I said, when I got here, I think I had six or seven lives and like five continues. And mm-hmm. it took me until like I, I game over like three times. And then I, <laughs> then I beat him because I, I didn't know exactly like the proper setup for this. So. I just beat him um, mercilessly for minutes at a time until all he did was this pant animation. And I was yeah. like, okay, he's, he's once he does the Yeah. yeah. Um, once he does a pant, the grab, you can actually see, will throw him further oh, than cool, uh, cool. it does normally. So then it's just a challenge of making sure you jump over him so that when you throw him, you're throwing him off the cliff right. because he wants to be thrown you know, towards the middle of the cliff, and so you have to kind of uh, <laughs> manipulate him such that you're throwing him off the cliff. Yeah, I just had a lot of times where I would try to jump to the other side of him, and then I would just, I would fall off the, the ledge, or uh, or I was yeah. trying to throw him, and yeah. It was... Got some uh, Metal Gear Solid vibes on this one, yeah. for sure. <laughs> right, And then there Whee! we go. We yeah, uh, nice. jumped off to the side, threw him off, and then... Simba, I actually don't know. Can you throw him to the left? Because he... I, I don't know. I, I don't know, I, because I threw him to left. he immediately runs to the left to end the, the scene, so it seems like you have to throw him off to the right, but who knows? Yeah, I don't think you could, just because I, yeah, I know that there's I, ground I down there, but who knows? Maybe you can. Uh, what were you saying, Alamaxia? I threw him off the left. Oh, he did! Oh, oh he nice, did. nice, nice. So then did he, did he run to the right, or did he stay on the left and do his little closing sequence here. I think he ran a little bit to the right and then immediately back left. 
<laughs> okay, all right, all right. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. And then there's just, you know, this is your victory celebration. Uh, I was expect because you, you just kind of sit there um, and look back and forth. I was expecting them to force you to hit a button and then do like a big roar or something. Mm. That would have been cool, but nope, you just kind of hang out there. Yeah, yeah it was I kind think of the, an anticlimactic ending. <laughs> I, I was actually really surprised that there wasn't much to well, it. Well, it's just like, there you go, game over, you win. Yeah, I don't know. They don't introduce any of the characters, so there wasn't any like interesting thing <laughs> to return to. So this, like, yeah. if this, <laughs> looking at this as canon, like, it's just Simba. And wait, okay, his dad does exist, right? He talks to his dad in the vision. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's he says. What's he say? He says like all the everything, everything the, the light, light touches is our kingdom. Well, there's that, yeah, but then also right. in the level like the shadowy level with all the panthers or cougars or whatever. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the level, he shows up and says like, "You must take your place in the great circle of life." I think, right. and so right. then he's like, "Okay, well, I guess I better go do that." <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, you come back and nobody's there, and he's like, "Well." Mm-hmm. I earned my life of solitude up on this rock, and it's gonna be so lonely. But no, <laughs> we know we know the truth. Well, that's uh, that's the the Lion King. You know, kind of a short game there. I was surprised. You know, it makes up for it in this difficulty and replayability. I'd say in in doing the levels and trying to to beat them. Mm. But yeah, uh, a very very short game once you've uh, figured out the tricks there. So. That's it. Uh, the Lion King done. And we uh, did get a, uh, a Patreon supporter this week, Tyler Long. So thank you, Tyler. You saw the, uh, <laughs> the Patreon list there. So thank you, everyone. And uh, yeah, let's wrap it up here. I just want to have like a quick little announcement here. Um, you know, I think uh, we've done 55 episodes of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. We've covered a lot of really great games. And I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm really satisfied with what we've done. And, and at this point, uh, I've kind of decided that we're going to call it there and, and say, you know, thank you everyone for making the Saturday morning gaming show uh, an amazing experience. Uh, you know, chatting with people in the Discord, uh, having them join the community, beat games with us uh, from the, like the Hall of Heroes. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun when we <laughs> first started. And we've been doing this for about four years now, right? Yeah. It's about Man, something it's been like a that. while, yeah. Four or five. We met, we met Alamaxio. Yeah. Uh, who's now a, a real life friend, which is great. You know, we hang out in person, play games together. So it's been a lot of uh, cool things that came out of this for me. Um, but it's one of those things where I kind of have to move on. And um, so, unfortunately, Saturday morning gaming show will no longer be in production. But all the videos, we got 55 videos plus, you know, other bonus uh, podcasts for people to, you know, consume at any point in their lives. And I think all of these videos will hold up uh, as people go back to them because the, all, all of these games are classics that we all love and, and can experience there. So, yeah, that's, that's my little spiel. Uh, did you guys have any closing thoughts here? I'm going to miss it. I really am. This, uh, this, I mean, doing this podcast is honestly, you know, one of the most anxiety ridden yet best times of the month for me. (laughs) It's, it's always this, oh my God, I have to play the game, but I love playing these games and I love being able to talk about them and discuss them with, uh, with you two and being able to share it with, uh, with everyone that listens. So I'm honestly really bummed that, that we're ending it and, um, 
I, I really yeah. do hope that everyone has enjoyed it. I have. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been a great ride, and there's a lot of games that I mm. played that you know were the kind of game that were you were like ah maybe one day I'll play that, but we actually sat down and played them and and played them in depth all the way through and all this sort of stuff. So, um, thanks, Fat Wiz, for coming up with this idea yeah. so many years ago and yeah. uh, just given the opportunity to to do that. And and I hope that the listeners have enjoyed all the playthroughs as well, because I've certainly had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you all here. So, uh, uh, yeah, now any retro games we play will be purely for our own <laughs> enjoyment. Um, we'll keep the Discord open, you know? Yeah. Come in, we can still talk retro games. We can still hang out, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. why don't you stop on in there? All right. Well, um, Sadly, we have reached the end credits of this episode and this podcast series. And so truly wanted to thank everyone for listening to us uh, on your podcast or uh, watching us on YouTube. And uh, if you ever want to reach out, you can always shoot us an email at SaturdayMorningGamingShow.com. Come into the Discord. Uh, let us know what you think. Or just uh, maybe you want to chat with uh, some, some of your friends that are playing the same games or meet some new friends. Uh, and play some games and, and kind of reminisce about uh, them in the Discord. And so we have just one special shout-out again to Technoax for much of the music on this episode. And the entire series. Technoax, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> yes. For Saturday Morning Gaming, I'm Alamaxia. I'm Lobos. And I'm the Fat Wizard. Thank you, everyone, for making this such an incredible part of our lives. Bye, everyone. <laughs> thank you. To the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. And welcome to episode zero of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. Woo! It is May 18th, 2019, and I am your co-host, Ryan, joined by... Lobos. Hello, I'm Lobos. Lobos, who is also our co-host here. <laughs> so thank you so much for, uh, for being here with me and, uh, you know, uh, embarking on this very exciting endeavor here. Absolutely. It's... Uh... I look forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 
This episode is really just to explain what Saturday morning gaming is so uh, listeners have an understanding of what sort of content they will hear over the next uh, coming episodes. So let's, let's talk about what Saturday morning gaming is. And I think to understand the, the, the sort of driving thoughts here, I want to explain how I came to this conclusion about having this podcast. It started when I had picked up The Legend of Zelda, uh, A Link to the Past. I hadn't played that as a kid, so I downloaded it on the, the virtual console a number of years back. <laughs> um, and as I was playing it, I was like, man, this makes me feel like it's Saturday morning, and I'm 10 years old, and I'm a kid that's just w- woken up and I had my cereal. Yeah, that was my Saturday morning. So. Yeah. And, and just like the joy and excitement of experiencing these really high quality games and sort of that mystery and discovery. And, and what was really interesting is that all, I got all that like 15, 20 years after the game was already out. And so I was thinking like, man, I wonder if there's an opportunity here to share my experiences with other people, right? And to bring people along with this journey and to make this kind of a, almost like, almost consider it like a book club, right? So we say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna choose a game every other week, you know, and, and basically say, hey, if you wanna join us on this journey, play through the game and let's come back and talk about it. Maybe you don't wanna go through the game. Maybe you just wanna hear about it and relive memories. And one of the reasons I really wanted to make this a podcast is because I was actually looking for something like this, right? Where it's like, I sometimes you have this nostalgia for a game and then you go back and you play it and it's like, oh, it's kind of a pain and, you know, it takes 10 hours or whatever. And you're like, I wish I could relive this this sequence in like an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and what I was thinking is like, well, what if we take me and Lobos playing this game and we share our experiences over an hour and and the viewer the listener can can just kind of like take that in and be like oh man yeah i remember that that was really great those are the best moments they are yeah <laughs> it took me a while to to really think about how do how do we form this podcast how do we form this show i finally you know thought all the pieces like they all clicked and so i messaged lobos like on a friday I was like, hey, Lobos, uh, I have a, a proposition for you. Are you busy? And she's like, nope, come on over. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I actually took a little bit of a walk outside his house because he wasn't quite ready for me. He was still streaming. And so I was just trying to formulate like a pitch. Uh, streamers. <laughs> Absolutely. Always working. Mm. So I, I really wanted like a solid pitch here because I was excited about it. And Lobos, you had expressed some interest in doing some podcasts. And I was yeah. like, Really, what this needs is someone that I have a good, um, you know, good rapport with. Someone that rapport. we can talk very easily. That's one of those money words. Yeah. Rapport. Well, I actually have a, I have like ten words I've written down here. I'm trying to in- inject ah, them. So yeah, good, rapport good. was one. I can check that off. Space here. them out though. You don't want to get rid of all of them right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And so, it was really important for me to convince Lobos to do this because I, I wasn't. I was thinking about, you know, potential co-hosts, and I was like, you know, I'm not really sure who who has a love for retro games like I do, who has such the ability to just kind of talk endlessly. <laughs> so, Lobos, if you don't mind, I'd like to hear, you know, I came in here and I gave you this pitch. I talked for probably 10 minutes. I yeah. didn't let you say a word. 
I want to get a sense kind of like when you heard all that, what, what, what sort of things were going through your mind? I mean, generally, when you talk about video games in almost any capacity, I'm pretty much always on board. So just listening to you talking about what you wanted to do and and how you wanted to approach it and into the the uh, depth that you wanted to plumb these mem- like uh, memor what's the memor- <laughs> memorable yeah, me- me- memorable memorable yeah, that's, that's the actually word. number you got number two oh, on my list there yes. so memorable good to job plumb these memorable games um yeah i mean i was i was super on board i already wanted to do some podcast stuff but it's the kind of thing where i didn't 100 percent have a uh, a direction that i wanted to go right and so when you came to me with this idea i was like oh sweet that there's the direction and uh, i've got a, a partner in crime that i can tackle this absolutely with. and i can think of no one better and <laughs> and you mentioned direction and i want to use that to segue into my next point because there are mm, there segue. are that's that's that, that number three yeah number three we got it we're, we're making this uh <laughs> so um yeah direction uh there are other retro podcasts out there and i did a little bit of searching and ultimately what i found is they didn't quite hit what i wanted i wanted the podcast to be very much about the game itself and not so much about the people mm. which is sort of weird because you know when you when you do like streaming and stuff it's very much about the person mm. and i think that you can still get the personality through you know how our 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 views and exposure to the game and what type of stuff we're talking about but I didn't want to spend the first 15 minutes talking about, you know, your trip to Colorado and how your, your car <laughs> broke down, right? Because especially if I'm someone new to the podcast, I don't know you and, and thus it, it doesn't, it's not the, the type of content I'm looking for. So as much as possible, this, this is probably the only time we'll, we'll kind of talk about non-game related stuff. As much as possible, we want the hour to be describing our experiences from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. And, there, you know, maybe some minimal tangents there. What do you think about that, Lobos? I think it's great. I get an opportunity to revisit or maybe play for the first time some older games, which I've been doing a lot of lately anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this just kind of gives that even more direction, too. Yeah, And right. uh, I think there'll be a lot of, lot of nostalgic titles that will come yeah. out of this that uh, people would appreciate seeing these playthroughs and discussing these playthroughs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, uh, very good points there. You know, it, it's it's a clear that our we've been talking about uh, this being a podcast for a while now, and so I want to talk about another avenue that viewers and listeners may want to engage with our our show here. The show itself is called the Saturday Morning Gaming Show, not podcast. The reason why is because we do want to stream this on Lobos's channel. So episode zero, the one you're listening to right now, will not be streamed on the channel, but starting on episode one, it will be. The intent is for the, as we're going through the game on our own time, we're recording that, splicing that all together to be a comprehensive, like, here's the start of the game and here's the end of the game in a full hour. While we're talking, we'll have the game running behind us, you know, be green screen. It's not actually going to be running behind us, but (laughs) it'll be really cool. I'll be playing it right now. I'll just speed running it every game (laughs) under an hour. And you know, what's great about your experience as a streamer is you could totally stay on point and still talk uh, (laughs) interesting uh, topics while you're playing that. Of course. No, no, no. No, we're we're not going to be playing. We'll just be having footage behind us. Yeah. And and I just felt it was very, very important for people that want to watch the game and the things we're talking about. Because again, as we want to 
be focused on the game. We want to bring viewers and listeners on the journey from Mm -hmm. here's the start. You hit the start, you know, start screen, whatever, all the way to the credits and and talk about our experiences. And we have varied experiences, you know. I haven't played a lot of Super Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. um, And so it'd be really great to have that that disparity between uh, you and me where you're very experienced and you played this as a, as a child, most likely, and <laughs> me coming into it and, and haven't, without that, that sort of yeah. nostalgia immediately attached to it. Yeah, and I want to touch on the, the visual portion because you can describe a game or an experience like so in-depth, but without the visual there, like, for example, you I don't remember, have you played Final Fantasy VI? Which is three uh, American? I've played, uh, I think, like half of it. Okay, but you didn't finish it. So didn't finish if it. I were if I were to hear be here and describe in detail the final boss of Final Fantasy VI, those of you who've played it, picture it. You know exactly what it is, and you can sit there in awe with me as I describe it. But whoever hasn't seen it, or played it, um, or seen it, is just kind of imagining it, and it, it's easy to misimagine stuff or just think up something completely different so i think that visual part of that will be really key in tying that in yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and i'm really excited to to be able to share that uh, with people that watch so you know if you're not able to to make the the shows which by the way let's talk about the times of the shows here mm-hmm. so you know being saturday morning gaming podcasts we wanted to have this aired uh on wednesday at 8 p.m Yep, that's right. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Wednesdays, that seemed like enough of a time for people to get to it eventually on uh-huh. Saturday yeah. so that, no, no, no. It's Saturday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. So, and that's the time Lobos is on. So if you're already accustomed to when Lobos starts his streams, you know, just use that as a, as a metric. I think you, you start streaming at, is it 11 a.m. on a Saturday? 11 a.m., yes, yeah, Central Time. So with this, we should be able to have a nice lengthy podcast with a little bit of transition time and then i come up and stream as usual absolutely so nothing changes on your streaming schedule except for you get a little bonus time for some some retro gaming there and so do the viewers yeah bonus time really great Mm -hmm. really great let's actually talk about what retro means because i i think we almost need to establish some baseline i don't want to call them rules but expectations on the type of games we're going to play and I guess the way I was thinking about it is like, well, does it make sense to limit your games to a particular console mm-hmm. or generation? So let's say retro is anything before the GameCube, right? And so let's let's sure. envision a, a, a time that's five years in the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe PS1 is retro. Right. Yeah, I could I could see me and you uh, as we get older, becoming old men, yeah. just going, man, no, the retro <laughs> games is the NES. Back in my day, and that's it. Yeah, cut the line. But it's true. Like you know, as new generations come up, new consoles come up, and what people played as a kid. I mean, so many people played like Ocarina of Time as a kid, and that's you know in '64, and maybe you grew up on. World of Warcraft, and that was mm-hmm. that was retro yeah. for you now, even though it still goes. But anyways, yeah. yeah. So that discussion, I think, is interesting. Yeah. And uh, how do you think we're going to define that? Well, so again, I, I see this as sort of a guideline. So what I was thinking about is having like a 20-year. Anything that's 20 years or older freely qualifies for a retro game. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be exceptions. There's a there's a game coming out real soon here. We've talked about actually doing for the Saturday morning gaming show, and it it is newer. I think it's like 15 or 16 years. Mm -hmm. But I still think that when that comes out, 
it'll be very much to the spirit of the show. And so that's why I'm like, hey, let, let's let's consider 20 years. So it was 1999. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll, we'll use that as a starting point. And then maybe there's a game from 2005 that we think qualifies for this. But it, more or less, we'll consider it about 20 years. Does that seem reasonable to you? Yeah, that seems good to me. If I think back to 1999 playing, what, probably StarCraft, maybe like... Mm-hmm. GoldenEye 64, Half-Life, Half-Life. 1999 was the golden era of video <laughs> games. Right before 2000. And then yeah, everything was downhill no, from there. <laughs> the turn of the millennial. Right. Great. Well, I'm glad that we, we set up some sort of guidelines there. The next thing is we're talking about guidelines. We'll talk a little bit about the methodology of how we're approaching these games. I personally will be emulating the majority of these. So I think it's important hmm. to, to say, like, you know, how do, how do we feel about save states? What about hints and walkthroughs? <laughs> what do you think about that, Lobos? Well, I think I will probably have, I want to say, more time on average to play games like this. I mean, like, I can play it in my free time, but I could also take my work time to Absolutely. invest into these. For me, I always like to try and go original console if I can. I don't mind using save states, especially if it's something that like you want to get through the game quicker and something's yeah, difficult. Absolutely. Yeah, you can understand the difficulty of a thing and not necessarily have to put in all the time to to clear it without, you know, a save state or something like that. But just for the sake of getting through it so that we have the material to talk about and not spending a ton of time outside to yeah, do that. Yeah, absolutely agree. You know, ultimately we want to have this show for the viewers every 2 weeks. We have to we have to look at what's important. Is it the integrity of the game what's really important, or is it the fact that we can go through the game and deliver our thoughts on the experience? And I, I think the latter is true. And to that point, I I also agree. I prefer to go through the game naturally, but there's some situations where it just makes sense to do save states. And I think that's going to be a judgment call for you know both you and me, Lobos is. Imagine there's a sequence that you can get through 100% of the time without losing any health and without losing mm-hmm. any ammo, and then two minutes into it, that's where the boss fight is, right? Right. Are we really gaining much by repeating that sequence over and over and over, or does it make sense to just, all right, I've done that three or four times, let's just put a safe state at the boss and kind of speed stuff up here? Right. And, well, I mean... It- it almost sounds like we're getting into a different discussion here because, I mean, if we're talking about for the podcast, uh-huh, sure, but sure. no. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> also, hints and walkthroughs, as much as possible, I'd like to, to go through this on my own, but going back to the spirit of what we have here is, as a child, you would have school and you would have kids at school that would play through the games and they give you tips and tricks and they would give you Nintendo power, and I feel like that is like almost justifying the use of an occasional hint or a walkthrough. Sure, yeah. I mean, especially these days, if I get stuck on something, I'll just I'll ask my stream mm-hmm. or I'll I'll look up a walkthrough. Like some stuff is you again, you can understand it, but maybe it's not worth the full effort based on how much time you have and how much fun it is for you or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're very much aligned on that, so I'm super happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, a couple, a couple other things we wanted to touch on. I wanted to just get a like, if if you were to have one pivotal memory as a child or maybe an adult that you had with with uh, retro games. Yeah. Can you describe that? Sure. So I'll share in those experiences. I would say 
I mean, there's a ton, but one that I would pick and that I always really, I just, I love the experience of it all was playing Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. The game is about, in general, just going through dungeons and collecting these instruments after you beat the boss. And after you beat the boss, you'll pick up the instrument and it'll play a little tune. And then you're like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then you get the next thing. It's made like the snare drum. And it's just like... And you're like, okay, that's cool, whatever. But me as a kid, I couldn't put all this stuff together ahead of time. And when you get to... When you finish all the dungeons and you go to like the final area, all the instruments suddenly come out at once and that was like the moment where my small little brain exploded because i was like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and of course all the instruments play at the same time and make this huge awesome song and uh that's just that's a huge retro memory for me that's really cool yeah yeah so the act of having everything kind of mixed together yeah and almost being a a bow or like a finality Mm -hmm. to your experience really really seemed like it influenced you there yeah, it was and that it was also cool. like that that got me a lot into music as well so mm-hmm. video gaming and music both of those things tied in it was just it was both my loves before i even knew it <laughs> yeah that's awesome for me it was when i first got the nintendo i had played games on the pc so i was kind of a pc gamer I think playing things like Wing Commander and Ghostbusters. <laughs> but, you know, something was really special, and I don't know what it was, but, you know, I, I think I was six years old. I was in my grandma's house. She had got me a Nintendo, and she was always really into technology. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what a Nintendo is. I never asked for the Nintendo, but I got it. And it came with, you know, the Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt that came with, and then yeah. uh, The Legend of Zelda. Ooh, nice. And I remember hooking that up and playing through Super Mario Brothers, and it just blew me away. It was like nothing I'd played before. I really remember this moment where my parents were going to go on a walk. They're like, you know, it's Christmas. It's it's all wintry outside. And it's all cold. Yeah. And they all went on a walk, and I was alone playing, you know, Mario <laughs> Brothers on the Nintendo. Yeah. And that was just, no one was bothering me and I was just completely (laughs) in the zone. And it was just, it was one of those things. It was just, you know, sort of a life-changing moment there. I think I really developed a love for video games. Nice, nice. I actually have never played all the way through the original Legend of Zelda. So, I don't know. I've never beat Ganon. Oh, yeah? I've gotten through maybe like one one area. I just didn't Uh have it as a kid, so I didn't get the chance to repeatedly well, play it you know and what? get into it. You know what, Lemos? What? You might have the opportunity to at some point. Oh, I, we, it I, is we, a retro game. I don't think we ever discussed this. How are we on... Um, What kind of age level? Are, is there a filter? Is there... Yeah, yeah. So I guess the way I was thinking about is I wanted this to be a very uplifting show. Sure. And focus on the positives of the game. If this isn't something where you go in and, and talk about how, how, how we hated certain things. It's like, this is a moment for everyone to revel in the excitement as a 10 year old. And so, uh, I was definitely thinking of something where it was, uh, open to any sort of age there. Cool. Cool. But in terms of like profanity, cause I accidentally let the yeah. sh- word slip and I don't know if we're trying yeah. to keep this PG or I think, yeah, PG makes sense. Okay. But, um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shut down <laughs> the whole, um, process here. If, if yeah. something drops there. A couple other things we want to talk about. We've discussed having 
viewers really engage on on the games with us because this isn't just a thing where Lobos and I talk. I mean, that's part of it, <laughs> but it's about the community. And yeah. one of the things that we've got for the show, you can't see them right now, but they're sitting next to us, is we've got a bunch of Nintendo Powers. As I was flipping through these Nintendo Powers, I was looking at this back page that had a list of games and names of people that had beaten it. So it'd be like Super Mario Brothers beat by Jimmy and Bob and, <laughs> and Laura, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, man, that would be really kind of cool to have a thing where, where listeners could send us photos of the ending title screen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe they put a piece of paper with their username in front of it and they take a picture of it or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that makes a lot of sense for us to do. So, yeah, I, I love the idea. It really harkens back to the Nintendo Power stuff where, yeah, they had so many things that you would send stuff in. Mm -hmm. I know when my brother and I were kids, we would send it. He would he would art up envelopes because oh, they would wow. they would display them if, if the art was good enough. Yes, that's true. Um, and we would send in for tips on games uh -huh. because there was no Internet. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, you know, definitely wrote into magazines. Never heard back. Do you ever? Um, we did we did really? so i mean we got there was a guy his name was mm, oh god I'll, I'll have to look up his name later but we got repeated back and forth about the game shadowgate and we got our tips that way and uh actually i know off topic but recently my brother actually found that guy on facebook oh that's amazing <laughs> though i don't think they've made contact okay. i, I uh, he's just stalking him i think that'd be tips. really interesting to be like hey like 20 years ago 20 25 years ago, you gave me tips at Nintendo Power. <laughs> and they'd be like, why are you talking to me? It's like, oh, yes, I've been looking for you. I have more tips to give you. <laughs> I have a quest. So I don't have a name for this, but the only thing I have written down is it's the Commander Club. Because I, I feel like that's sort of cheesy and 80s retro. It sounds so that way. we're going to go with this is the Commander Club for nice. now. And maybe people have uh, better names, but that's what we're going to do right now. So Nice. What's the first game we're going to be playing? I don't know if I've talked about that already. But not, in order for, play, for, for people to go to the end of the game and mm -hmm. take a photo, they That's need right. to know what game we're going to be talking about <clears throat> first. You're very right. And it is one of my favorite games of all time. Yes. It was my favorite until not long ago. The Legend <laughs> of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That's really awesome. And I think that was a game we, we both picked. Part of it was this was almost the start of this show. As I was describing my experience uh, earlier, it seemed really um, appropriate to make this the first game. So if you want to join the Commanders Club, all you have to do is get to the end of the game, you know, the, the end credits, and write your name down on a piece of paper and take a photo of your your name next to the end credits there which by the way you can speed run it with glitches in five minutes or less so def yeah definitely <laughs> what we're looking for yep depending <laughs> actually i don't think i would be able to tell on the very last the end screen so uh -huh. you might be able to get away with it you have three hearts that's how we know <laughs> you have, you have you to have a four heart challenge you. challenge run yeah you don't have to pick up Absolutely. any hearts <laughs> so yeah what you should do is upload your image to Imager and then forward that image to SaturdayMorningGamingShow at gmail.com. 
So again, you have to send it, you have to upload the image to Imager. Only Imager links will be opened up for the purposes of, of this. Feel free to add a little note. I think one of the things we'd love to do is at the either beginning or end of each podcast, sort of uh, congratulate people on an individual basis for completing the game. It really kind of depends how many people we have. And then I thought about maybe there's like a leaderboard where uh, we have uh, like uh, week after week, you can rise up in the ranks or whatever. Yeah, I like that. And, and again, it's, it's completely pointless. There's no reward to it. It's just kind of like a fun thing for, <laughs> uh, that I thought would be uh, really cool for people to have a reason beyond just playing the game to engage with it. Yeah, and, heck and, yeah, flex yeah. your gamer cred. <laughs> Absolutely. And maybe each game will have a different amount of points, and maybe that'll be based on how long it takes me to complete it. So, like, you know, you talk about Final Fantasy VI, maybe that's, like, five points, and then mm-hmm. something like Mario 1 might be one point, and that's just because it's a time investment. It's a quick one, yeah. But, you know, we'll see if it makes sense. Sure. Sounds good. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up, uh, wrap up episode zero for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Absolutely. Thank you for checking us out. We want the community to drive this show as much as we do. So please reach out to us at SaturdayMorningGamingShow at gmail.com if you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions for the show. And thank you, TechnoAx, for the intro song. For Saturday Morning Gaming, I'm Lobos. And I'm Ryan. We'll see you on June 8th for episode one, A Link to the Past. <laughs>